Hello, friends. Welcome to Find Hope, Live Well, a show about doing small things to make big changes in your life. I'm Grant Stenzel. My goal is to help you regain hope and walk with you down the path of healing. Through my experience as a licensed clinical professional counselor and former pastor, I enjoy helping individuals and families navigate through mental health issues. Hi, Caitlin. Thank you for joining me. I'm really excited to ask you a few questions to gain more insight into your background and career. To start off pretty basic, let's start with how and when did you know you wanted to be a therapist? Yeah, so I feel like I would love to say that I knew it all along, but I didn't. Like every kid, like I went from airplane pilot to artist to whatever. Um, It really wasn't until I was in high school. I was entering my freshman year and the transition to high school, first off, is just so difficult uh, for a lot of students and a lot of kids and teens. Um, And just like that, like the transition for me was really hard. I struggled with the increase in work. I struggled with uh, making friends. I struggled with a lot of pressure that I put on myself as I look back. But I had a sister who was a senior at the time and she was just so academically inclined um, that I I wanted to be like her. I thought I had to fill these shoes. And like I said, there was so much pressure that I put on myself that um, it really ended up leading me into a state of really um, pretty deep depression. So much so that actually at the time I struggled with suicidal ideation, I um, I think that that kind of scared me to the point where I had to reach out. Um, so I reached out to my youth group leader at the time, and she encouraged me to reach out to my parents, which was scary, of course. Um, but I'm so grateful I did because we were able to get hooked up to a therapist and. Honestly, I don't even know if I could remember what she said or what, you know, she did and, you know, in the session, but it was so, I just remember going in there and feeling so comfortable and feeling like I could say whatever. And I was never one to, at the time to, you know, speak and tell people like my inner workings, but, or the inner workings in my brain, but she somehow got it out of me and, um, I felt just so at like, ease and I kind of knew I wasn't sure but I wanted to in some way give that back and I wanted to be that for that person you know whoever and that's really kind of where I want to go moving forward um with my clients so that's how I try to really approach you know every session wow that's a really cool story and I think a lot of people can even relate to just like the feelings of going to therapy for Mm -hmm. the first time so that's really cool that it made such an impact that it made you want to do that Mm -hmm. for a career that's awesome yeah so how long have you been in this field of work um six so I graduated um grad school in 2015 at the time I was working at Timberline Knowles residential in their residential program and then their PHP program Um, and that's actually kind of where I was introduced to eating disorders and um, and then I transitioned over to Insight Behavioral Health or Eating Recovery Center and I also worked in their PHP program from there um, while dabbling with like private practice um, 
and then I finally moved over to Stenzel not too long ago, 2019, um, and I've been working at Stenzel full-time since... But yeah, so yeah, six, wow, I can't even believe it's been six wow. years. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So I know you touched on a little bit uh, how you worked in eating disorders. Mm-hmm. What else have you specialized in or do you specialize in now here at Stenzel? Yeah, so it would say um, eating disorders is a big one for me. Uh, mood disorders, so the traditional depression, anxiety. I also work a lot with like teen girls and not just girls guys too but also just you know with their self-confidence um so I do run a body image and self-esteem self-confidence like consultation group for the therapists here as well so that's something that I'm pretty passionate about yeah I would say yeah and then sometimes I dabble in substance abuse um but mainly if that's only co-occurring with the eating disorder and that's actually pretty common Cool, cool. I love that you do all that with body image, too. Yeah. I think that's kind of a hot topic now with oh, yeah. how much social media has an impact on our lives, especially teenagers. So that's yeah. awesome and huge. What would you say is the most challenging part of your career? The challenging part of my career is probably has to do with the population with eating disorders. And I say that because we in the field really treating the disorders as an addiction and but it's an addiction that people can't just abstain from they can't abstain from their relationship with food and so we have to really work at treating them you know and and reteaching them how to have a really good healthy relationship with food and I I really like to use our um, dietitian here Allison for support in that realm because I as a therapist I don't know if I could do it alone um, but that, you know, that is a huge challenge is really just trying to teach them to have a good relationship with food. And it takes so much time and so much effort. And I guess the other part would be, especially if it's an adolescent is, or a child, is that um, working with parents. I mean, I'm not saying the parents are a challenge, but having that, you know, reinforcement at home, I think is so important um, because otherwise kind of what we're working on in session doesn't translate or it doesn't work you know if it's only being taught or it's only being um used here right like yeah there's kind of two parts to right it. yeah I, I totally so val like value um parents input you know i think family is so important um when it comes to really anything mental health right totally most part. Mm-hmm. especially when they're still living in the house exactly with family uh-huh. that's huge and that's mm-hmm. such an interesting perspective too because you do need food every yeah. day, but what do you do when you have a bad relationship with that food? Right, That's right. You need it to survive, point. you know? People can abstain right. from alcohol, they can, you know, but yeah. you can't do that with food. And so how does that, how do you really have to work on retraining your food right. and retraining how you um, your brain views it? Totally. That's got to be so challenging for you and for your patients. Yeah. So to make it a little bit lighter, what is the <laughs> most rewarding part of your career? Um... This might be a very common one for a lot of therapists, but I really do love to watch my patients grow. Um, that is one of the most rewarding things. And a lot of times they don't even know that they're growing when they're growing yeah. because as an outsider, it's so much easier to see their growth than if you're the person sitting on the couch and doing the growing. Um, patients have a hard time actually seeing that they're making progress until you actually point it out to them and they're like, oh my gosh, yeah. I am. 
you know, and, and that I think is huge. Um, and it's so fun to have sessions with clients where we talk about just where they were, you know, a year ago and where they are today. Like I have, and I have clients that I've seen for three years, um, which, you know, seems like a long time, but at the same time, they, they still come in and they value, you know, our time and, and they are still growing. And it's so amazing to see, like, I, I just, that's, that's the most worrying part. I think leaving here and knowing that, you know, patients are, are thriving. Yeah. So I think that's so cool. And actually kind of funny, like to make that kind of get two sides to that Mm -hmm. perspective. I do therapy as well. And it's so funny. You even said that because this morning I had a call with my therapist and I've seen her for a couple of years now, yeah. and she said to me, I love seeing how much you've grown yes. and how healthy you've gotten. And I was like, wow, she actually notices. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. So I love that you just said that. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's those are sessions are, like, the best because the client's like, what? I mean, I guess. Right. You're like, no, you are. Like, look at that. Like, yeah. So it's true. It's cool. Yeah, that it's, is cool. Like, yeah. you're the one that sees mm-hmm. them through and sees them mm-hmm. at their most vulnerable stage right. and, like, each step of the way. I oh, mean, yeah. that's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. And I I actually do really find it to be a blessing and, and something that I, an honor, I think, at Stenzel here, I know we really value, like, the understanding that we as clinicians or therapists really do sit with the client and um we don't take it for granted mm-hmm. i i understand that when i'm sitting with a client and they're sharing you know some of their really really most difficult moments um and hardest times with me that i might be the only person that they're sharing this with and i i don't take that for granted i completely um i really do understand um And I I find it a privilege. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that perspective, too, because I'm sure a lot of therapists often forget, or I would forget Mm -hmm. probably if I was a therapist, that they're trusting you with so much. Right. And it's huge, huge, Mm -hmm. but so helpful to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Okay, so to wrap things up, what advice would you give to someone considering going to therapy? So I've thought about this a lot. I... I feel like therapy, and I'm grateful for it, that it's become a little bit less of a stigma, you know, over the last couple of years, but I still think that there is this process or a thought process that, um, you know, only people that go to therapy are like unwell people. And I have found that actually the most well people in their family dynamic or in their family system, honestly, actually are the people that do go to therapy because they've recognized that there is something wrong happening or something that's not right. And they take that step to, to go. And so advice would be, so if you know, or if you feel like kind of just deep down in your heart that like something isn't just right, you know, um, I would encourage you to make that call. And I know it's such a difficult, um, step that is a huge, huge step. And it's so courageous, but it's so important. Um, and I just, I encourage you to do it because I think there is something powerful about having someone that is like non-biased to sit with and to really bounce ideas off with and to, you know, seek support with. Yeah. Um, I think there's always something that can be worth, um, like processed through. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. 
Thank you so much, Caitlin, for sharing your background and experience with us and our listeners. Yeah. We'll see you guys on our next episode of Find Hope, Live Well. That's going to do it for today's episode. Visit stenzoclinical.com backslash news for helpful tips on parenting, relationships, managing anxiety, battling depression, and more. You can also find us on social media with the handle at stenzoclinical. If you enjoyed our show, please be sure to leave a review. As always, thank you for listening.